My name is Paul Owen, and this is the True Sales Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking the time to join us uh, today. It's a, it's a solo episode, as you may have already guessed. So just me sharing one idea with you to help you sell more successfully, to remind you what we're trying to do here through, through our podcast, through the other work that we do with sales teams across the UK and Europe is to help 1 million people to sell more successfully. Uh, if you like what we do, please do tell others, whether that's a rating, a review, sending a link, uh, writing anything about it to bring it to the attention of others would help us enormously. And I thank you in advance if you're able to do that. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, this is a an omission made often, I find, by sales teams and telesales teams when talking to clients and something of a counterintuitive one in lots of ways. Uh, and by that, I mean that often in sales, we don't actually sell ourselves very well. We don't always mention the company and the service and the product uh, that we do. And quite a bit of the work I do is with sales teams and either I get them to record role plays before I go and meet them, or work with them, or I ask them to send me recorded calls. And it's quite startling how often uh, in the calls in particular, um, conversations go by and the, the company's not sold, the product and service are not positioned very well. And that's what I want to talk about with you today, because I think we're letting ourselves down if that happens. I think there's a, a couple of reasons why it may occur. I think one reason could be some of that uh, perhaps British reserve holding us back. Um, but I think there's something else around a, a misunderstanding on who should really be in charge of a sales conversation. And 100%, it, it should be us. It should be the salesperson in charge of a sales uh, conversation. And I was reminded of this recently, I had a, a wisdom tooth out uh, a couple of weeks ago that I didn't really want to have done. But why did I have it done? Because I have a dentist that I trust and he said that was the best thing to do. So I recognize that he should be in charge. Now, I think probably you would recognize that your dentist should be in charge, but you might sometimes forget that in the sales profession, you're the expert, you're the one in charge, and you should decide whether it's necessary to talk to a client or a potential client about your company, about the service and the product that you offer. So we should control that. The second element I wanted to bring to your attention around this is to recognize that uh, we have an end game. We have a response that we're looking for from potential clients in particular, and sometimes with existing clients. And there's a range of responses probably that we're looking for. It could be that we are uh, top of the tree looking for a decision, and that decision is yes, they want to use us, buy our product, whatever it might be. Great. Or it could be a, uh, a proposal being sent. It could be uh, booking another call, booking another meeting, so taking action towards the next step to propel the sale forward. It might even just be reading an email or going to look at our website or perhaps somewhere near the bottom of the pile in the hierarchy of next steps is that might, they might at least remember us next time we call, next time we meet. So those are the responses that we want from the closing a deal, winning a deal to at least being remembered next time. 
And the idea I want to share with you today came from a book I've been read, reading recently called Nudge. You can find it in all the usual places. A, a brilliant book, highly recommend it. And Nudge taught me something around door handles and a lesson that door handles can actually teach us about sales. And that's what I wanted to share with you today around uh, the topic that we're discussing. So here's the point from the book around door handles. Uh, the setting is in a university in the States and there's a big door at the front of the lecture hall and to exit the lecture hall you have to open the door. And it was rather embarrassing for people, particularly those who were trying to leave early, sneak out a bit early to go off and do something else, that at times they would go up and as they approach the door, they see the great big handle on the door, and that handle is a certain stimulus that's telling us that we should pull the door. Now, as it happened in this university, and this door, and this handle did not signify that you should pull. It was actually a door that you needed to push. What the book talks about is the incompatibility there between the stimulus and the response. You need to push the door. That's the response that's required. But the stimulus provided, which was a handle, provokes you to pull. So it's incompatible. So they talk about the stimulus response compatibility. And that's what I want you to think about in sales. When we are thinking about our response, whether that's a deal that's going to close or a phone call that's going to happen, or even an email that's going to be read, or a website visited, that's the response that we want. If we want to bring about those responses, we need to provide the right stimulus. Let's even imagine the lower uh, level on the hierarchy of sales success, that they at least remember us next time that we call, next time that we meet. They're much more likely to remember us, to respond by, ah, yes, I remember you, if we provided the stimulus of selling ourselves, of selling our company, of selling our product or service much more compellingly in the time that we met. So we're missing a trick here, folks, in sales. If we're not positioning ourselves, we're not taking control, and we're not recognizing that in order to bring about a certain response, we need to provide the stimulus that enables that response. Let me give you a small example in a sales setting of the stimulus response uh, compatibility that we're looking for. I was working with a, a team of face-to-face um, -face salespeople in the commercial property world only recently, and they would often end their meetings along the lines of, um, yeah, it'd been really good to uh, meet. I'll get that email across to you. And if you'd like to take the next step, then I'll send some dates when we can speak again, when we can meet again, whatever it might be. Um, and I felt they're missing a trick there. Uh, and they were particularly missing a trick when you recognize, as they did, as their MD did, that often those meetings didn't happen. Those calls didn't happen. There wasn't really a commitment to that next step. So if you want the response to be in a well-qualified client where things have gone well, the response to be, yes, let's speak again, provide the stimulus for that at the end of the meeting by doing something simple. Take out your diary, take out your phone. We all have it in our pocket. We have our diaries in there. Open up your laptop, whatever the mechanism is. Say to a client, um, I'll do this. I'll get this email across to you. That should all be clear. I'll have that with you by the end of the week. Be really good to hear your thoughts on that. Are you happy to speak to me about the content I send across? They would almost definitely say yes. And you get out your phone. You get out your diaries. Okay, I know you're busy. Uh, so let's get something booked now so we know that call is going to happen. 
This is a simple example of if you want the response to be, yes, let's book another time, you provide the stimulus by getting out a time booking device right there in front of them. You're not misleading. You're not pushing them into anything they don't want to do. You're ascertaining the level of their interest and moving forward the momentum of the sale by doing that. So to recap, we let ourselves down in sales when we give ourselves the smallest chance of being remembered or the least chance of them agreeing a next step by failing to sell, sell the company because we think they've not given us the signs that they want to hear. If they're a well-qualified client that you're talking to, they need to hear about the company, they need to hear about the service we offer or the product that we offer. And if we want them to be remembered, sorry, we want ourselves to be remembered or we want them to take a next action, we need to provide that stimulus of making ourselves memorable. So the next time you have that call, that meeting, you fail to do it, a little bit of a kick up the backside to remind yourself you've not given yourself the best chance at the response that you are looking for. That's the tip for today. Remember that we're in control of the conversations. If you want a certain response, you have to provide the stimulus to do it. And that is our job in sales once we've qualified a lead to make sure they're a good match for what we offer. I hope you find that useful. I hope you come back again soon. My name is Paul Owen and you've been listening to the True Sales Podcast.